it is so uncomfortable to change, to to leave the known, to venture into the unknown. But that's the price we must pay to achieve what we want to achieve. If we continue the same patterns, the same habits, we will just get stuck in in this in this level of life where we at right now. And I want to bring to you this uh, interview that I had with Anthony Trucks. He is an amazing human being. He's been through some some trials and errors as all of us, but he has this this technique, these tools that he offered to us. And he has this course also called Making a Shift. And I want you to listen to him and, and also follow him. He's, uh, he has some great insights and really it was a great interview. Uh, this was about a year ago, but I think it's still current. I think it's still relevant what we talked about in that interview and that you should listen to it. And it is my hope that you find a map, a route to go to navigate in, and take the first steps to make a shift. Because shifting, it's so important to your development. And Anthony Trucks has this great way of looking at things. He has a, this great optics about, about things. It's, it's a great perspective. And uh, I don't want you to listen to it and uh, enjoy it. Follow him. Uh, leave us your comments. My name is Teddy Map, Emotion Mastermind. So listen up. Mistakes, lessons, cautionary tales, and funny mementos on communication, leadership, sales, and marketing. This will share with you from our journey to your quest of success. Stories that will enlighten you to make great decisions as we believe these are the four most important pillars of entrepreneurship. We are in Motion Mastermind and we want your success as an entrepreneur as we are passionate of entrepreneurship. Just wait one minute. How's it going, man? Hey, how you doing? How's everything? I'm doing great. No complaints. I'm walking through my house. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm excellent. Gotta tell you, I'm excited to have this conversation with you, to share this time with you. I've been following you for a while. And I'm sure that the audience that uh, we have at Inmotion777 are thrilled as well to get to know you a little better. Yeah, All the way from California. uh... I tell you, I used to live in uh, L.A., and then I moved to um, San Bernardino. Okay, yeah, that's stuff. So, that's stuff. Kind of so. with air and everything. But uh, up north of you then? Yes. So I wanna I wanna get people to uh, to know a little bit more about your story. I know you're a former NFL player, and now Anthony Trucks, the speaker, the trainer, the serial entrepreneur. So how did you go from that to where you are now? Oh, man, I wish it would be like a 30-second answer, but it isn't, you know, to go from, 
man, a football guy, you know, because essentially you go from being this person. This is what happens to a lot of people. We get into this part of our life where we just get rolling and we are this person. We are this human. We do this thing. And it's usually because we spent a lot of time doing it. So for me, the thing I spent a lot of time doing was a football thing. It doesn't right. matter if you were like, hey, I was uh, a, a military person or I was a mom who had a kid and I was driving around all their life and they went off to college, you know, or if it was a dad who had a job or we get out of a relationship or whatever it is. And so for me, what ended up happening was I, I lost football, which was my thing, you know, college football, NFL football. Uh, and, and then from there, once you lose that, it's like, who in the hell am I? Right. Like, who am I without this? You feel you lose that identity. The huge identity crisis, which is where my work's at. Like, I help people expand who they are so they can reach their full potential. That expansion is an expansion of identity. And when you understand the, how identity goes beyond this thought or concept, but it goes to an actionable thing in your life, you understand how to actually upgrade and expand who you are to actually make more things happen. So that's kind of how it all works uh, when it comes to the work I do. I transitioned to it because I got out of football. I opened this gym. I was running this gym business. And I had some successes, but then I had a lot of failures. Like, I mean, I was broke almost every two weeks. I couldn't pay payroll and rent. Like, I was right. just, man, it was a stressful situation for a lot of years. And it took me a long time figuring it out. And then about, man, six years in, I think six years in, I got to this point where I got this big quarter million dollar contract to do this, uh, this work for a large power company where it was like $220,000 in profit. And I was like, man, this is more than I make in like four years, man. Like, let me go ahead and, and like, maybe yeah. I'll stop this. So I closed the gym and I venture into the space of like, I want to go online and tell more of my personal story, which you know, it's, I grew up in foster care and I had a lot of craziness happen. And, mm -hmm. and I feel like I, I, I closed the gym before I've mastered that, that part of a business, a brick and mortar business. Cause when you haven't, when you haven't mastered something, it, it always sits on your heart. Like you can move on to something else, but you know, like you didn't get mm -hmm. that done. And so right. I got, I got the business in the speaking and coaching realm up and running. I was like, I want to see if I can do this gym again. So I went and invested um, some more money into it. And then what happened is about 16 months later, I sold it for double what I invested and the whole part behind that was like, I wanted to make sure I, I could sleep for the rest of my life knowing I mastered that part of something. So the transition right. from, from, you know, sports to business was essentially me, I'll just say, breaking my life and fixing things. It's really what it boils down to. Right. The reason why I ask is because it's, what you're doing right now is so valuable. It's, it's, I mean, we're going through some times uh, putting people to, to a test. Yeah. And then you've been doing, you have your business for, I don't know, 10, 15 years. And then all of a sudden you have to file for bankruptcy or, or it just, you can't sustain it anymore. What do I do from, from yeah. now? What's my mm -hmm. next step? So yeah, that's why, that's the reason I ask. And uh, that takes you to my second question is how do you go from, you, you have the thing, and this is the, the, the thing that I'm attracted to that making a shift. Yeah. What's your first step? What's the first mm. step to make a shift? Yeah, yeah. I so mean, I you, you have an identity crisis, you have all these things going on, you got yeah. stress, pressure, you got to pay bills. I mean, how do you stop? And, and you, I mean, what do you do? What's your first step? Yeah, man. So it's very simple, uh, yet very difficult at the same time. It's, uh, it's simple in concept, difficult in action, right? Application. So here's what it is. Uh, if anybody who is tuned in right now, if you're in a place where you're like, I, I, you just said, I, the world shifted on me, like without my uh, desire or intention, because shift happens proactively or reactively. Either I shift because I want to achieve something more or I react to a shift and I want to stay afloat. And we're in right now as a society, human race is like, we're all in this reactive shift. What do we do with this new world we didn't prepare for?
And there are three simple steps that are very difficult to apply, but this is the root of it. And, and there's ways you can do it with exercise and, and, you know, tactical ways, but here's what it is. The first thing, this is my shift method. This is what my entire business is built on. The three steps are C, shift, sustain. Simple, but I'm going to dig into them real fast. So the All C right. part of it, the shift is the work. Keep, it, keep that in mind. The shift is like, what's the work I do? And a lot of people, we just want to do the work. Don't tell me what I got to think about. I just want to start working and doing things. We just want to start. I want to just start exercising. I want to just start writing. I'm just going to, you know, start writing that book. I'm just going to start doing a podcast. I'm just going to start. And we start doing these things. And what happens is we get to the end of all this ex expenditure of energy and we're burned out. And we're like, I got all, I did all this work. Why don't I have this thing that I wanted right now? Why am I the not? Results. Right? And what it is, is a lot of people do the work and it's kind of like climbing a ladder and you get to the top of the ladder, your arms are dead and tired and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm leaned against the wrong building. That ladder should have been leaned against that building. That's where I should have been climbing. And it's not in terms of like a, a purpose or a passion I chase, but what was the work that you should have been doing differently than anybody else? So what I do is I take people back to the C phase. And that's why the beginning of the model and the beginning of this whole thing is C. What do you need to see about your life that you are not quite seeing yet? You don't want to see, but if you did see it, it, it hurts your heart, but you realize right. like, ah, that's the work I got to do. And in my life, it's happened many times. Like I ended up getting divorced and I was divorced for three years and got back of my ex-wife. But the thing was, the reason it happened is I could go back and see where I was a bad husband. Like I was gone. I was neglectful. I wasn't present. I wasn't helping. Right. And so because of that, you get a chance to like, oof. I own, I own this that sucks, but I get my power back a little bit. I get some sense of like, I could control the outcome because it happens mm -hmm. when things fall apart and you don't take any ownership, then you get to this place of helplessness and hopelessness of no matter what I do, it's always going to fail. And it's not typically the case. So what I found was like, right, ah, it sucks, but this is what I really got to do. So now what happens, I start doing this work and it's a little bit different than I wanted to do. And it sucks a little bit, but all, lo and behold, I work and I make things better because I saw. And what it is, when you go to the C phase, you give yourself permission to work on this thing. One of the biggest mm -hmm. things that we have problems with as human beings, we have this pride and this ego that is massive. Right. Yes. And so when somebody tells us, hey, you need to get better at this, you're like, no, 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 not only that, like right. it's, it, the pride rears up. So I don't accept or give myself permission to work on it. I know some people know there's stuff going on. Some people are very mm -hmm. aware that something's off, but they won't give themselves permission to work on it because what if they, then they'd be right. Well, yeah, mm -hmm. they still are mm -hmm. right. You're going to live your life right. wrong because they're right. Like, mm -hmm. so, so when you do that work, it's clear. And then also in that C phase, I had a question the day on my story and somebody said, Hey, how do you reach your full potential? What do you think is the reason why people don't reach their full potential? And really it's because people will fight for what they deserve what they feel that they deserve, they'll fight for it. And the problem is people don't think they deserve very much at the you, core do, of themselves. Well, you think that's a survival mode kind of thing? It's, it is a survival mode, but it's also like an, an operational mode. Because think about it. Like if you're an A-list movie star, are you going to date a homeless person? No, because you know you deserve no. better than that, right? Or if right. you're a, a phenomenal loving person, you're going to date a person who neglects you and doesn't show love? No, you know you deserve better than that. You'll fight for what you deserve. But what if you don't think you deserve much? What if you're like, mm -hmm. but I, I had this mistake, so I, I, don't, I shouldn't have that job. Or I'm not very good on stage yet, so I shouldn't fight for that gig. Or I don't know if I should be in your podcast because I'm not remember my story isn't prepared yet. So I don't fight for that opportunity because I don't think I deserve it yet. 
when the reality mm -hmm. is like you could deserve it if you put some more time and effort into something. So right. the reality of what I tell people is like you really got to fight for what you deserve, but you got to start realizing what you deserve is greater than what you think you deserve. And I mean, relationships are a great part of this. Uh, there's this guy out here coming. I think his name is Husband in the Making. I think I've, I've watched part of your stuff before Husband in the Making. I don't know why I tuned in, man. Keep doing your thing. But I yeah. think what I've found is even relationships, it's, if you look at someone's partner, your partner is a barometer of how you hold your self-worth. If you, if you choose somebody, Whoa, powerful. right? It yeah. When you choose somebody, we know who you think you belong with. It's a crazy thing. Or you, or you stay with over time. And so for me, I realized that can translate to the job you have, the, the choice to choose some aspirational thing, even a healthy body. If you, for some reason, are like, I've never been able to get in shape. I keep breaking diets. I don't deserve to be in great shape. Then you'll never do it. So mm -hmm. that's, I think, why people like they, they fall short because in the C phase, they don't see, <clears throat> excuse me, what they could achieve. So they don't dream at full speed. They, they dream with speed bumps in a road. Like if you're a car driving, you know, you go really fast, your heart's like racing, like, oh, right. man, it's crazy, right? Our dreams feel the same way. I'm going to launch a podcast. I'm going to start this, these interview series. I'm going to, yeah. And then what happens is people go, but what if somebody asked me a question I don't know the answer to? And what if someone says something bad on the video? Or what if I get booed off a stage? Like, and That little bumps. voice in your head, stop. Yeah. Now the speed bumps pop in and we can't dream at full speed. So we never get the destination. So people don't clearly see what direction they could go and they don't actually plot a path to go there. So in my model of making the shift, the first stage is see, you gotta see where you can, where you're stuck and where you can go. And now it's like, all right, cool. I want to go there. And then comes to the root of my work, which is, are you the person to go to that place? Are you the person who does the work without stressing that moves the needle? Because here's a differentiator between mm -hmm. people who are successful and unsuccessful. There's the same kind of work that has to be done. But some people, they look at that work and go, holy crap, that's, ooh, I got to do this and that mm -hmm. and write this and read this and get on a post tag. I do all this kind of stuff. Man. And the other person goes, oh, yeah, I do that on Tuesday morning. Right. Like, procrastination. Well, it's not, even, it's not even procrastination. It's more of like an overwhelm with the task where somebody's like, that's underwhelming. So think of it this way. There are some people who seem to just knock things out. You know, operationally, they'll take big steps. They'll take big actions boldly. And people are like, how do they, how do, they do that? And what I look at is like, there's, everybody has this like, kind of decision-making tank in our brain. Inside mm -hmm. of who you are, like neuroscience has shown the more decisions you make, the less decisions you want to make later. And you stop making them. And then like by the end of the day, it's like, oh, I'm just kaput. So for right. somebody who is a successful human, let's say, let's take the steps that it would take to be successful in, I don't know, being a, a, a person interviewing, right? You got to mm -hmm. go and research and find people. You got to send messages out. You have to you know, organize the time. You have to get the questions down. There's things you have to do. And for a person who is trying to do it, they're like, man, sh should I send that message? What should I research? Should I research? How should I call and reach out to that? What do I say? Do I get that workout today to feel better about? Well, do I, should I? And they're, they're choosing. So by mm -hmm. 12 o'clock, that decision tank is complete. It's done. Right. They're, they're out of, they're out of, I'm exhausted. exhausted, right? So then what happens is the person who's like, no, no, I, I, I send messages and I, I write these emails and I make these reaches. I do this and I do that. You're not deciding it's who you are now. And so what mm -hmm. happens by the time you get to 12 o'clock, maybe half your tank's gone. You're still off and rolling for another, you know, four or five, six, seven, eight hours. So by the end of a year, that person's done double or triple the work in a year than you ever did because you couldn't get past the hump that day because you were still deciding, is that me? Because when it's you, it's easy. 
what what does it have to do with the reward ratio? You know, people make decisions based on the reward they're gonna get. Yeah. And yeah, what if yeah, I don't yeah. get it? I mean, how do you see that? I mean, how how you factor that in so people make that move forward? Yeah. yeah. So like, the the problem is people are seeking the uh, the outcome of the the achievement more than the destination, or sorry, the outcome more than the the, the process. So people want to. This is sad because I'm the same way. We want the outcome. And when we want mm -hmm. the outcome, we're just all we're thinking about is the outcome. And we consistently put our brain in the outcome space. But we're not realizing you really want the transformation, not the achievement. So think of it this way. Um, if I have to get up every day and do the workout, and part of me is like, man, I just, uh, when am I going to lose 30 pounds? When am I going to lose 30 pounds? And every day I'm doing that, I'm always in a space constantly of feeling less than. And it drains and it sucks and I feel bad. And so what happens when I'm doing this thing, I'm not realizing you know, why I'm doing it in the first place. And that could be the why of like, I'm doing it just to make money for my family. And that all sounds good. But let's be mm -hmm. honest, when it's six in the morning and you're trying to get a workout and you got to write that thing, you don't care about how your kids think about you five years from now. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's be honest. Exactly. Dude, that's but, true, though. It's, it's hard to hear, but it is true. Yeah. It's, and that's the truth. So what I'm like is how do I get to that point where that becomes normalcy? And here's what I look at. We have in our heads this, this uh, literally like an operating system. Think of us like computers. We okay. are hardware. And the, the hardware does the jobs. It runs the programs. I can go online here on my phone and I can talk to you and it streams, right? But what if all of a sudden the software was outdated? Well, I couldn't even log on or the program would bog down, right? And it would get that spinning wheel of death. It would just freeze, right? So a lot of us in life, we've got that spinning wheel of death in life. Everything seems to go slow. Our health, our relationships, our income, our careers. We can't figure out what's going on. It's because every day you wake up in this new body in 2020, but you're running with Windows 95 of your identity. Right, because okay. your identity, your identity is that software. And so a lot of people haven't downloaded what real work to do and then uploaded into the system through actions to upgrade their operating system. And when the operating system picks up, it goes, it goes smooth and goes fast. And so when you're asking, how do I do that? Here's how the brain's constantly running. It's like this loop. It's, it's literally called the self-mastery loop. It's this loop of how our, our programming runs every day. We have an identity of who we are, and that goes in a circle. It goes over to like the identity tells us what we believe. If I believe, if I think I'm a, a for example, I am, I don't know, I'm a, if I'm a fish, I believe that I can swim in this ocean, but I can't swim out of the ocean, right? And just making something up. My thoughts mm -hmm. are like, I'm going to be the fastest out here in the ocean, but I can't go into the air. That's a, that's a belief and a thought I have. So my right. feelings are like, I'm just going to get good down here. I'm not going to learn to jump out of the water. I'm just making something up. So the thing is, we go from these beliefs. Beliefs lead to thoughts we have. The thoughts lead to feelings we have. The feelings right. lead to the actions that we take. The actions we take create the outcomes in our life. Do I make the call, not make the call? Do I kind of tiptoe into that mm -hmm. sales conversation? Or do I get the mm -hmm. sale, right? The outcome tells us how our environment is. Like the outcome creates the environment internally and externally. How do I feel about me inside because of that outcome? And what do I see in my life because of the outcome? Do I have more money, a nicer house, better relationship, better body, right? What does that look like? And our environment internally and externally anchors us to who we are. If I keep looking every day at this house that is trashed and horrible, I feel bad. I don't want people to come into my house. I'm embarrassed of it. Like mm -hmm. I feel like mm -hmm. I'm just that, that guy or girl with that crappy house. And so the idea is, well, I need to change the programming. I need to do the work to make this thing move. And your, your question really is like, how do I do this? Like when I, you know, I don't know for sure, how does it roll? Because all we're doing is measuring the achievement, not the transformation. A transformation is what you want because when you transform mm -hmm. and shift to that new person, the achievements happen. Because we all know somebody in life who has like a Midas touch. No matter what they touch, for some reason, yeah. 
Mark always wins. Why does this guy always win? What is so, I had the same book, went to the same course. Why, why is he getting it? Why is he working? It's because of the way his operating system goes, because here's what he does. When you're trying to level up, you got to go and change one of those parts of the, of the wheel, the, the, the loop. The area where the loop changes the quickest is between feelings and actions. Because the action creates the outcome, which creates the environment, which changes the identity a little bit, that change beliefs and thoughts. But the problem is we operate off of feelings all the time. We're always operating off. We, we dwell there. How do I feel? I got up in the morning. I don't feel like doing this right now. I don't want to do it. It's, it's frustrating. It's, it's a feeling. And so what I tell, or I'm scared, right? So what I tell people is like, hey, step away from however you're thinking your brain, activate what's called your secret self, shut that, that talkative person down and just go bold. Like if you've mm -hmm. ever jumped off a cliff into water, at some point you jump, you're like scared of, you're like, I don't want to. You're like, forget how I feel. <gasps> you know, and you jump off. And you land in the water, you're like, oh, that was amazing. Okay. Yeah. Good, right? The environment, <laughs> oh, I'm in this nice water. I, I feel good. People are clapping. External environment's great. Yeah, right? The identity is like, maybe I am a person who could jump off the cliffs in the right. water. And then your thoughts are different, beliefs are different, all this stuff flows. And so after a while, you go from being the person who was scared to jump off the cliff to now you're doing backflips off the cliff, right? That's, mm -hmm. the, that's the loop in simplicity. And when you talk about the idea of what's going to move the needle, Think about the difference between being scared to doing backflips. It's fun. Mm -hmm. So the thing okay. that you're doing that's stressful right now, the successful people, it's fun. They you find change the emotion. The emotion that is attached yeah. to. And it all moves differently. So now what happens is the things that would be, make me successful in that, that direction or that goal where everybody else falls short because they're struggling and they're all going off of feelings and they don't even know why they're still doing it. And the feeling just sucks. They're living from it. The successful people, they're looking at them going like, you're crazy. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing nobody thinks about. When you have this one problem that you're stuck at, you're never able to approach the next problem that opens the door to your treasure. Repeat so that. So if I'm stuck at this problem here, mm. I can't get to the, to the true problem I got to solve to open the door to my treasure. So there's, there's another problem above the one you have that you don't even realize is the one that's the key. It's the, it's the next. It's a single step before you get to that money, right? But if you're still stuck here, you're never going to approach this one. You can't, even, you can't even work on that puzzle, right? It's like the, the Russian dolls. If you can't open this Russian doll, you can't get the one that's right. inside of it. So a lot of people are stuck with, oh, it's so hard, and I, I couldn't do it. I, I tried, and I was, it was just, you know, whatever. Great. Hey, totally cool. You could be stuck there, but I need that problem to be one you don't even realize is a problem. You just do it because the next problems are the ones that make you money. The next problems are the ones that get you the destination you want, the, the marriage you want, the healthy body you want. And a lot of it comes to what am I going through in the moments to remove myself from the feelings of it and get to the point where I just do it because it's who I am. Because here's the thing, when it's who you are to do it, it's easy. Like mm -hmm. it's, think about it. If, there, if someone was to come to you and say, hey, you don't know how to do interviews. Like, ho, ho, I interview people. What are you talking about? This is what I do. It's no problem. Like it's, it's cake, right? It's, it's, it's like actually you will protect that. It becomes mm -hmm. effortless effort. So right. if you think about the way that we go through the day and the operations and stuff, there's certain things that we get so normalized to that, that we don't even realize that other people still struggle with them. And that's where you want to get to, to where you'll protect this thing with your, your ego. So your ego is like an armor around your identity. We think it's always bad. Ego is the, a great thing. Like an ego, for example, when I was playing professional football, my ego said my identity is a football player in the NFL. Therefore, I am going to protect that ego with my actions of eating healthy, read my mm -hmm. playbook, 
going to practice, watching workout, work all of it. That's that's my ego saying, "Hey, this is what you got to do because that's who you are." So what what if that identity was built up because of the actions you took to be able to say, "I'm the guy that that does interviews." Well, now it's it's easy to be the guy that reaches out and has it's easy. Other Mm -hmm. people are like, "Hey, how do you do that?" You're like, "But it's easy, right?" It's this different kind of feel. And so that's right. a way you leave it. And someone says, I think jealousy is important. I don't know if jealousy is an important piece because the problem with jealousy is I'm jealous of somebody else's, typically somebody else's success. And it's a moving scale because the thing is, is if, if they are doing something, it's typically something I can't do. And so when I'm trying to duplicate something, I can't duplicate it. I'll never get the success mm-hmm. they have. And also you'll find that the, the jealousy is tied to what you think they're having success in. And when you get to the root of a lot of people, what they post on social, what's going on in the world, you find like they're doing that, but they hate that because the way they get that, they hate. Like, it's interesting. I was listening to Kevin Hart the other day. He was like, man, I love Dave Chappelle. He's like, Kevin Kevin Hart is successful as all get out. But he's like, I have people that have to eat off of me. I got to be places, do things, build things, create stuff. He's like, I can't disappear. But Dave Chappelle, he's like, Dave Chappelle, I ran into him in Seattle at one time. And he just called me. He's like, hey, Dave, I'm out here in Seattle. I'm just driving around my camper. He's like, you know, we're just kind of riding on our motorcycles and uh, whenever I need some money, I just stop off and do a show and keep the thing moving. And Kevin mm-hmm. was like, holy crap. He's like, this guy, he has it to where he can just be free. There's mm-hmm. freedom. He's like, I, he's like, I envy. I'm jealous of what right. Dave Chappelle. I'm back. You see two successful yeah. people, but you're not realizing that, that just because there's success there doesn't mean you should be jealous of the success because it may come with things you right. don't see that they don't love. That's a, that's a great example. I mean, you cover a lot of the things without me even asking <laughs> that I have yeah, yeah, yeah. for you. <laughs> I got I talk a lot, man. This is kind of my thing I do all day. Yeah, I, I was one of the things that you see. We're trying to offer people uh, tools that they can utilize with what's going on. I mean. Mm-hmm. Millions of jobs being lost in, in, in the States, in, a, in Latin America, millions of jobs too. I mean, here in Panama, things are, business are closing. Uh, and like you said, people say, well, I got these problems and you focus on these problems and you don't, you don't see beyond that. Uh, so I want to touch something that one of the videos that I saw, it says that there are people who know the work, but they are unwilling to do the work that is required. What yeah. do you think psychology that is behind that trend of thinking? There's two, and I got to hop off in like three minutes for an uh, interview I got to do. But one is, so part of it is that they don't want to do the work because they tell themselves, I've done everything I can. I'm, it's just too much. I've, I've done everything I can. I hate people all the time. I've tried all that. I've done all that. And I'm like, okay, well, if you really did all that stuff to the level, you'd already have that thing. So you didn't do it, uh, and you, mm-hmm. you didn't do it consistently, right? Because it's just... That's just sheer logic. If you did that, and I know that that works, then you didn't do it right or you didn't do it long enough, right? And so there's that part of it is like, I want to be able to have a a reason to be able to sit back and cop out so I can sleep well at night. So part Mm -hmm. of it is, it's just more than you are willing to do right now, more than your identity is willing to take on or willing to consume. And what happens when a dream is up here, but you're telling me you're done down here, it's never going to be possible. You have to get to the point where your max is like up here. Your max right. output's got to be up here because you can't run at max and get this thing. You got to get to the point where wherever you think is hard right now is easy. So I tell people like, hey, the moment that you get to that overwhelm point, realize that's, that's your body saying, hey, you've reached the limit. Guess what? You now get to learn how to go past it. Like exercise. 
some people the whole you know they try to train and train and train right. and yeah right now i can only do 10 reps you don't tell yourself i can never do more than 10 reps right you try to recover and go to 12 reps 14 reps mm -hmm. 15 why can you do it in exercise but you can't do it in your work so a lot right. of the separation is just you're giving yourself that up oh, can't do any more and you walk away and never get any better thank you tay right so for me i tell people it's a matter of in those moments when you feel like you've kaput, like, no, you got a bunch more. And, and the longer you keep fighting to protect that limit, guess what? If you fight to keep it, you get to keep it. Mm -hmm. It's yours. If you, you own it. You fight it. to protect, exactly. You fight to protect this limitation, you get to own that limitation. It's yours forever. Ta-da. Or say, ooh, ah, I got to do more. And now you open up and get more. Right. Well, I know you got to go. It's been a thrill having you. Thank you for sharing this time with us. Hey, welcome, uh, man. We'll have you down here in Panama. So let's keep in touch. I mean, what yeah. you got offer is valuable. It's, it's, it's really uh, great. It's a new thinking that we got to shift. And, and, uh, and I, I echo that that you're doing. Uh, make a shift. We have make to do shift, it. Man. And become the yeah. person that deserves uh, all the things that we want to get. Yeah. So appreciate a lot. And thank you very much. Very well. Uh, let's do this again. Yeah, and I uh, wish man. <laughs> Thank you. Same to you, brother. All right, brother. Take care. See you.